Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac. Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good morning, Birds fans. It should be a good two hours with you here on Birds 365 this morning. Appreciate you streaming in bright and early with us. Uh, you got the Mac and Mac guys back together again after a short respite last week. You <clears throat> needed a couple days off uh, and uh, glad to be back here after an Eagle game and leading into an Eagle joint practice. Yeah, man, we got a lot to uh, cover. Uh, but let's get the niceties out of the way first. Yeah, I needed a couple days off last week to do some WIP duties. But it didn't keep me from spending quality time with John McMullen down on the field at the Novacare Complex on Thursday uh, or morning, I guess it was, before afternoon. Oh, they never go past noon. Why would I even think noon? Uh, on Thursday morning for uh, practice, an orange practice, which none of us really knew what an orange practice <laughs> was. No, uh, orange is new. Yeah, yeah, orange is new. Roll out uh, a new practice for everybody. Maybe because I was there. I don't know. Um, but it was good to see Johnny Mac. Uh, how was the trip down to Baltimore? Uh, did oh, you the- uh, we don't want to go there. Not no? good. Coming really? back, coming back was fine. You had a lot of problems on ninety-five. Um, so, what is normally an hour forty-minute trip, right? Took, under two took three hours. Wow. So, Ooh, was not, not happy. Um, but uh, you get there back, before kickoff. You leave early enough. Uh, no, uh, I got there before kickoff. Yeah. But just barely before <laughs> kickoff. So it was good. It wasn't a regular season game. Cause we yeah. didn't have a, a pregame show here on 
uh, Jacob Sports, but uh, if we did, I would not have made it. Not um, part of it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I, I'm honest. I'm being honest with you, streamers here. Thank you for tuning in. I had no idea that Johnny Mac had uh, reaching the stadium issues, Ooh. but you did. But I saw your tweets coming out from right at the start of the game. Jalen Carter, first snap in the NFL, makes yeah. mincemeat of an offensive lineman of the Ravens and almost kills the quarterback. So I knew you were there for at least the first play. Knew you were in the seat by the time the game got underway, even though the Eagles got the ball first. Which, oh, by the way, Sirianni wins the toss and takes the ball. Yeah, how about that? You knew you that tell it was a the... full game. It's, it's yeah. a complete farce of a game. Yeah. If Sirianni's going to take the ball to start the game, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, preseason. That's what it tells you. I mean, it's he could do, yeah. Tells you. <laughs> I mean, I know we got to talk about the preseason game because that's what people saw. But, you know, the, the the Browns are in for joint practices starting tonight. Weird time. But uh, um, uh, those are far more important. I would argue these are the two biggest way, days of the summer for the 2023 Eagles for the way they run their organization these are literally the two biggest days of the summer. But, yeah, you got to talk about preseason Why, why Browns over Colts next week? Um, there's only one. I mean, the Colts are big, too, but there's only one for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, these these are going to end up. And that's big, too. I'm not trying to downplay it. But uh, the joint practices as a whole are, yeah, they just value them more. It, it, it's so whoever you trust, you don't have to trust me, but if you got a beat reporter, you trust, pay attention to the news today. It's going to be far more important than what you saw on, on Saturday night against the, uh, against the Ravens, uh, who, by the way, come on, Baltimore, the, the hinky quarterback action. Come on. Are you, you, you didn't like them holding their you're second trying, You're trying to, to, you're trying to win. Got out there. Uh, I mean, come on. Now I kind of understand. I don't pay attention. I, you know, I'm like, how do you win 23 straight preseason games? It's just such the weirdest thing. And I saw why they got to number 24. You're rolling out one of the best uh, uh, backup quarterbacks in football uh, in, in, in the third quarter when the Eagles are rolling out the third team and you sort of get ahead that way. So whatever, but See, it doesn't but matter. Here's where I'm not going to come down on Harbaugh. The preseason, the rules are that there are no rules. So if you want to do something like that, why not? Other teams don't play. Well, players. I, 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 you know, I guess you can't I, I mean, bring a better quarterback in against the lesser defense. If there are no rules. Well, you can, that's not the point, but what are you getting out of it? I mean, to me, it's about getting your players ready. You're not getting out of it. You, you have a very good backup quarterback. You at least, in my estimation, I would at least want him to play against the Eagles' best players that they're playing, which, you know, uh, the Eagles didn't dress 26. The Ravens didn't dress 30. So it's not like the Ravens were dressing their key players either. Mm -hmm. But if, if I'm... Like, here's the thing. I mean, one of the problems with preseason football, like I got, and I don't know what you got, Jody, but I already got, oh, is Tanner McKee going to push Marcus Mariota? No, he's not. He's not pushing him at all. Um, but, but, you know, he played very, very impressively uh, for a young quarterback in his first sort of NFL dress action, whatever you want to call it. And then Eli Ricks even more so in the fourth in garbage time against a garbage quarterback who's telegraphing passes. And I 
Jody, by the way, man, I think he literally sent an old school telegram to Eli Ricks. That's how easy it was. Um, you know, he made the, I got a bunch of, he made the 53s. No, he didn't. He's got a long way to go uh, before he makes a 53-man roster on this team. He might have made the practice squad. I Well, a, a pick I, six might be enough to just get you a, pra- a spot on the practice squad. You already as telegraphed as it may have been. That is something that stays in the mind of the coaching staff. I thought already he was in the mix for a practice squad, and I, I don't think he moved. He's in the mix for a practice squad. And at least that – and some of that will have to do with guys ahead of him. Do they get claimed on waivers or do they not get claimed on waivers? But, hey, it's and, good for and him. And, by the way, he can get claimed on waivers. If they're going to yeah. put him through the practice squad, somebody sees it, doesn't read it the same way John McMullen did. Wow, that was a hell of a play, not – uh, I could have made that interception. It was so well, undisguised in the moment on the field. Yeah, maybe he's the kind of guy who ends up with another squad. Well, that's possible too. And that's why you sort of want to hide guys. You really want the preseason, especially young players that you know aren't going to be on the 53. Um, he, My point is he had not had a great camp, but good for him. You know, some guys are, they show up on game day. You yep. know that, Jody. Maybe he's one of those guys. Um, but yeah, he's got a tough hill to climb at a, at a position they're very deep at is all I'm trying to say. And that didn't really change. Um, now maybe it gets him some second team reps, uh, against Cleveland this week. Maybe it keeps, there's still time, but I'm saying don't make these rash, um, projections over, you know, one play in the fourth quarter of a preseason game with the fourth string quarterback, uh, you know it's context matters is all I'm trying to say. I agree. And we've already talked uh, plenty about what happened on the field, but I did want to start here. We're going to jump into it. Those who didn't play, you mentioned 28 Eagles, 30 Ravens didn't even bother dressing. That's what you get in preseason. I don't even have a (laughs) grasp on it yet because we're only two years into three preseason games. I had a pretty good grasp on four preseason games. First one, basically nobody played. Second one, yeah, guys play a little bit. Third one was the dress rehearsal where you're going to get your starters playing most up to half, maybe into the third quarter. And then fourth quarter, yeah, you're deciding the last six roster spots, the fourth piece. Now with three games, I'm kind of off who should play, who shouldn't play. Eagles decided to not play a whole bunch of guys, but then again, so did the Ravens. What did you read into it? Those who did not play, those who sat. Anything more than the uh, casual fan would think? that you got out of uh, who was or wasn't up on game day? Well, no, I went through it. So the total number was 26, and I called, like, who were the deference players is what I call them. Well, it was Jalen Hurts, uh, Slay, Devontae Smith, Hassan Raddick going by numbers, A.J. Brown, uh, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Reed Blankenship, Cam Jurgens, uh, B.G., Jason Which, by Kelsey. the way, Reed Blankenship? An undrafted rookie just 12 months ago is now into deference status. Yeah, That tells you a lot. Yeah, it does. He's had a great camp. He is locked in. Um, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Dallas Goddard, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. Um, I thought, I thought noted, I thought Quez Watkins was a part of that. I thought Britton Covey was a part of that. Uh, but Nick Sirianni, after the game, said they were going to play, but they were scratched. They both had sore hamstrings. 
Um, so uh, uh, I didn't give them deference status. And then the running backs, uh, I, I was going to give Kenny Gainwell uh, deference status. And then Boston Scott was on there, and I said, well, that's weird. And Sirianni said after the game, he likes to get running backs tackled, so don't read too much into that. Uh, and they'll probably get some playing time against the Browns on, on Thursday night. So I didn't put them in the deference category. Then you had the injured guys, Deion Kane, Patrick Johnson, Devin Allen, who are dealing with things, ankles uh, for Kane and Johnson, cab for Devin Allen. And then you have two players that I can't really figure out. Uh, the Kobe Dean, because he can be in either the injury category or the deference category. But I'm thinking Jordan Davis played. So I think it had more to do with Nicobe. By the way, Jordan, Jordan Davis played four snaps. Yeah, not much. But, you know, the first team, which was really the second team, played about six. Jalen Carter only played two. He played four. Um, but I think he would have played if it wasn't for the ankle. But we didn't discuss that. And the weirdest of all, Alameda Zacchaeus didn't play. And he didn't mention him. Like, he mentioned Quez and, and Britton having hamstrings. I can't imagine if Quez was going to play, Alameda wasn't going to play, but I don't have an injury status on him. Uh, so he was probably the weirdest one. Um, and that's sort of how I run ran down the players that, that didn't play, uh, the clear deference players. Um, Nicobe might have been one of those, might not have been. And Alameda, uh, I can't imagine he was a deference player, but um, those those were the only two somewhat weird ones. Um, and that that's not much when you got a 90-man roster. That's actually good reporting by you, uh, uh, Sirianni being honest with his decisions and the like. He was uh, upfront about it at least after the game. Told the broadcast team a couple of the reasons why guys weren't playing and uh, his thought process on putting out his roster. At least he was pretty upfront about it. I got to appreciate that from Coach because you know the Eagles. Yeah. When in doubt, don't tell anybody anything. Yeah, well, and he, he took it up to the last minute, which I think is silly anyway. But, you know, when you were talking about Jody, you had a feel. We all had a feel for the old preseason method. Like last year, the first game, the starters played. They didn't play a lot. Right. They played one drive, but they played, and it was a very successful drive. They scored a touchdown. I don't know. It was like eight plays. I forget exactly. But And then they were out. Um, so, you know, but this time the difference was, the timing, right? They had joint practices after that first game, but they were later in the week, and it was a Saturday game, I think. You know, so they had some time. This is the Thursday game, so the joint practices got moved up to Monday and Tuesday, right after the game. They're like, right. ah, we're not going to play them. So the timing affected that as well. Are they going to play at all? I mean, last year they shut them down right after that first game. They shut them down, um, specifically that last game in Miami. I mean, whew, nobody played. Um, that, that also had to do with them getting their tails kicked in the one joint practice that they had against the Dolphins. Remember, they got the one canceled because of yeah, they illness? Got that, well, the Dolphins were smart. They got the win and got the hell out of there with that uh, virus that was going around the facility. Uh, the Eagles ended up practicing by themselves at the Dolphins facility. 
I, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I mean, they weren't playing anybody, period, uh, in that game before those joint practices even started. They they were not playing anybody in the last preseason game. I think that's going to be the case again against uh, Indianapolis. So are they going to are the starters going to get a, a series against Cleveland? I don't know, maybe, but I can't get a feel for it. Well, will Lane Johnson or Jason Kelsey, those are the two guys. I guess you put Fletcher and BG in that same mix. Uh, the core four, a.k.a. the old guys, will they even suit up? Will they put on a pair of shoulder pads for a preseason game any of the three the Eagles play? Yeah, probably. It's some, yeah, a bunch of guys suited up uh, and, and then, you know, we're we're doing pregame stuff. I was told I was there late. I yeah. was told. Um, so yeah, that probably. Um, but do they really have to? So I'm at the point where, like, if you play them a series against Cleveland on Thursday night, what, what does that matter? What is, what is that? What what what, right. what, is, what is the accomplished? So I'm at the matter. I I wouldn't play them at all. But if you're asking me, are they going to play them? I, I don't know. Old old habits die hard. You know, when you were gone, I was talking to Barzetta about this, and uh, I brought up Brian Billick because he was the first one who, who, who explained this to me. And it's obvious, but I just don't think about it because you, you know, you go through for years, preseason was the same. It was what you said. Game three is the dress rehearsal. And you're like, and for years, I was, well, you need some preseason work. And, and Brian was the first one who told me why. I mean, college have been doing it for years. They practice, they show up, and they play. They have a couple scrimmages against each other. They did. They've been doing it for years. Why? Why? Why do you need preseason? And I kind of opened my eyes to something that was out. Yeah, I mean, they do it. Why the hell can't you do it at the pro level? And it's just because it's sort of inertia. It was always done that way. And now, since you don't have time to prepare. I'm with the Eagles in that get to week one as healthy as possible. And they already lost Sean Bradley for the season in one preseason game. Now a backup linebacker, but a relevant special teams player. Um, so they already lost one, uh, one player at what is one of their few weaknesses um, linebackers a whole. And, 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 we go back to what we just said, Jody. What is one series going to accomplish, good or bad? What is it going? What right. in, in the long run? What is it going to accomplish? Well, they they did move a practice on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, screwed us. When I say us, I mean uh, me and Joe DeCamera for WIP. Uh, we we report to the Novacare Complex at six o'clock in the morning. It's dark. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Don't know if you've ever been there at six a.m., Johnny Mac. But it's actually kind of scary. Um, <laughs> and and then they don't even show. They go over to the link so they can work on communication from the booth, not in the booth. And now. Uh, Stop, boy, what are you doing? I guess that's why you play the guys one series, just to get into the routine of playing National Football League games again because the Eagles thought enough of it to move a practice, even though they had their broadcast outlet there to uh, talk to some of their players. We got Sean Desai at 7 o'clock in the morning. Didn't answer any of the questions we asked, so it was a uh, almost nonsensical day that we spent there, but uh, that that's the only thing that I can think of why they would go to it. Realistically, the reason why they do it, television and attendance 
They will have people at the link for the two preseason games. Eagles got two home preseason games this year. So, yeah, they're going to charge you to come in, and it's programming. I've been watching football since Thursday night on the NFL Network. They just show game after game after game. Pick up the team's announcers. It's not NFL Network announcers, but they just use teams' local broadcasts. NBC 10 at it here in Philadelphia with uh, uh, Scotty Graham and uh, – Ross Tucker. Ross, all uh, right. Shame on me for sorry about that, Ross. Um, and yeah, it's good to hear the Eagle announcers again. If you're on the radio, you got Marilyn Mike, of course. Oh, that's why they do it because it's it's cash, they make money off this. Yeah, they allow people yeah, into the game, yeah. they charge them in some places full season prices for uh, regular season, yeah, preseason, most, laughable rostered bundle, games. Yeah. That's why they, they do it, Johnny Mac. It's cash, they it's bundle it with uh, season tickets, but. Yeah, I'm 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 talking from a football standpoint. You're right. right from a business standpoint. I'm talking about the football guys. I mean, the Eagles. They've made their decision, and I I I don't know what one series is going to help. And 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 we had Bo Wilf on while you were gone, and you know Bo brought up, and he was right, and he said. You know, Jalen Hurts likes to play. I brought that up. I talked to him last week. He he likes to play. You know, if there's a football game, he wants to play. He's also 20, 25 years old. He's just turned 25. And Bo said, you know, you think Jalen Hurts wants to make, I think he said, 87-year-old Jason Kelsey get dressed. <laughs> I mean, it affects other people because if you're going to put the starting quarterback out there, we ain't putting him out there behind Josh Andrews. No offense to Josh Andrews, who – you know, has done a, a nice job uh, sort of wrecking, rescuing reps for this team in practice. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to suit up. You have to suit up the whole starting offensive line. So that, that factors into it as well. That's why I didn't think Jalen Hurts was playing and uh, that turned out to be the case. All right. But a whole bunch of Eagles did play. We're breaking it down. We'll get uh, more of Johnny Max read on what he saw on Saturday night even though it doesn't hold all that much water. We will get the opinion of one Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com, our usual Monday participant. He's up next here on Birds 365. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. 
Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Appreciate you streaming in here on Birds 365 the Monday after an Eagle game. Yeah, we're kind of demeaning the fact that it's even kind of a game, but hey, they only play 20 of them all year. Hopefully more when we get to January, but uh, so yeah, we feel the need to recap some of the things that happened on the field Odomal Jano will be talking about a more important recap of Eagles joint practice against the Browns. But first things first, Ravens, Eagles, and Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports joins us to talk about that. JK, where and when did you watch the Eagle game on Saturday night? Oh, right by John McMullen, of course. You were in the press oh. box. You made down to – did you get there before him? Because he told oh, me it everybody took got there three before days me. to get down there. Everybody got there before well, We had the running joke. I asked where McMullen was. They said, oh, he passed the stadium. Yeah. Uh, well, I did that too because the signage in Baltimore is not the best. I yelled at Barzetta. He's a big Baltimore guy. They have awful parking lot signage in Baltimore. Terrible. Luckily, I've Terrible. been there. Luckily, I've been there a lot over the years. I kind of know how to maneuver my way around to Lot B. Although I feel bad though for a couple Eagles fans because they cut me off and I had I had to beat the horn at them. But you know they were jaywalking and yeah, that's a no no anyway. Uh, all right, jaywalk. Well, all right, Jeff Kerr, Jeff's, monitor, Jeff's hard line. Uh, now right. that that the trip back was easy. I coasted. I, I went I went way too fast according to the GPS. Luckily, I got through. With no issues, I, I take nice. I take eighty three in the Baltimore, so I don't have to yeah. worry about the traffic. You got. yeah, you got an easier road. Try ninety five on a Saturday. My God, how do people do that? I stay That's away fun. from it at all costs. Yeah. All right, uh, let's actually talk about something that happened on the field. What happened on the field, Jeff Cart? What was the thing that grabbed your attention most? Good, bad, or indifferent from a bird standpoint? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know if John mentioned it yet, but I always thought it was significant who wasn't playing in that game. And, you know, you had your usuals, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. The, the Eagles fans went nuts. Like, I got a video of Devonta Smith catching a pass with no pads on before they, they actually put the pads on. They're like, oh, like, is he warming up? I said, yeah, he's warming up. They're all warming up. But I was curious to see who didn't play. And when I looked at the running back rotation, I, I – 
if you would have asked me at four thirty if DeAndre Swift was going to play that game, I probably would have said no. But he did play. He only got two snap. I mean, two carries. I think he played like seven snaps total. Yeah. But Kenny Gainwell didn't, and that was a big indicator for me where he stands on this football team. Is that positive or negative? Positive. You yeah, I mean, I, well, but Kenny's a big part of, of this team. And I said if Saturday was a real game, if Saturday was week one, he would have been the lead back. There's still plenty of time to go uh, for other guys to catch up. Um, they also use him in practice in high leverage situations. So, you know, when they're backed up in the red zone, like all the important situations, they use Kenny Gainwell which is a bit of a surprise, to be honest, from where we started. Um, you know, but Nick did talk about that after, and he said, I'd like to get running backs tackled. I don't know. Take this as convoluted or not. And it was DeAndre and Rashad's turn next week, meaning Cleveland on Thursday night. Kenny and Boston will get an opportunity. So you can finagle that as good for one duo and bad for the other or vice versa. But behind it for me is they put Kenny in every high leverage situation. Now, did they think he can carry it? Maybe they're only going to use him as the high leverage back. I don't know. Running back is an interesting situation for this team. Do you think a lot of it has to do with he's been in the system? This is his third year now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They're comfortable with him. Um, you know, but we always talk about the injury history with Penny, and rightfully so. We always talk about DeAndre Swift missing four games a year, always seems to have some soft tissue. And Kenny is never had a high volume before. I don't know if you can count on anybody to take 250 snaps. So they're, they're going to um, – it's going to be interesting to see how they handle running back. I think it's still to be determined. I, I don't yeah, know if so there I. is another so one back. But uh, uh, other than Kenny's going to be a part of it and DeAndre's going to be a part of it and everybody else, we'll see. To be determined, agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, how about on the defensive side of the ball? We did mention Jalen Carter just blowing away the Raven defender on his first play, first snap in the NFL, which was pretty damn impressive. Uh, but any other eagle jump up and say, wow, they, 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 good for him, took a step forward probably improved the way he's looked at by the Eagle coaching staff with his performance. Yeah, I want to hear Jeff's answer because I got my answer. But uh, okay. I, I, had, I had a couple answers here. So I liked how Mario Goodrich played, uh, to be honest. I, I thought he had a good game. I know it wasn't Eli Ricks worthy in terms of stats, uh, but I liked how he played. I think he's still in the mix to potentially make this team as a cornerback. I know it's very deep, by the way. You know, Josh Jobs, the number three cornerback right now. Eli Ricks is definitely in the mix. It, it, that's the. Uh, I will say though, I thought Sidney Brown did look good for him playing as fast as he plays, and I know he's gotten criticized for this. How fast he plays, I thought he gave a really good answer Saturday night. He goes, "Look, I, I look. There's a basically he gave a method behind the madness of why he plays as fast as he does, and he doesn't leave any stone unturned. It, there's no regrets here, and I think I thought the preseason was going to be good for Sidney Brown because you do." get to hit actual T 
teams. You know, it, it's yeah, not the Pats come on. That's where Reed stood out. That's yeah, when Reed exactly. opened yeah. open the eyes of this coaching staff. That's my guy, Jody, Sidney Brown. And I think it's apropos that Jim Swartz is coming in this week because Jody knows I say it never ending. That's who I got it from, Jim. Startup cost. Got to get the startup cost over. Sidney Brown, yeah, he's going to make some mistakes, but you see he's got that burst and that range that the other safeties on this team just do not have. So if you look at the Eagles' schedule, right, we're all saying it's pretty easy early. Get the startup cost over, and hopefully he's ready to go when the tough when the tough murders row part of the schedule. Get Sidney Brown out there, man. I I know Sidney. I know this too, John. I was rewatching the game last night, and I posted this on Twitter. He wasn't targeted once in that. I mean, I know they weren't throwing much at the end of the game, and he was in the second half, but they threw a little bit. Tyler Huntley was in there. He didn't even target. Sydney Brown. Because Tyler Huntley's smart. Yeah. Uh, that, that, exactly. hokey, that hokey John Harbaugh trying to win a preseason. That was bull, you know what, Jeff. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, so now that I was I'm going to roll out Tyler Huntley in the second half. I talked to some 24 talked in a row, some, Johnny Mac. Yeah. He's one twenty four in a row. I talked to some of my buddies on, on the Ravens beat after the game. I'm like, so none of you decided to ask John Harbaugh why your second teamers are playing against third teamers in the third quarter. Well, we know Tyler Huntley's QB too. He was a pro bowler last year. That's what they said yeah. back to me. And I was yeah. just like, oh, so he was trying to win a preseason game. Yeah. Yeah. All By right. the way, you know what? I forgot. I should mention to both of you guys. I one of the coolest moments I've been covering this game for way too long. So I don't get excited by much, but when greedy Williams missed that tackle, and put the Ravens in field goal range at the end of that. And I put that in quotation. But Justin Tucker kicked that 60-yarder? 60 yards, and it would have been good from at least 65, maybe 70. That guy. He is amazing. That's like watching Tom Brady play quarterback. I Yeah, it's kicker. But that was, I was like, that's awesome to, to, to watch that guy. Justin Tucker in that humidity Saturday night with all that open air, it's, you knew it was good as soon as he kicked it. Oh my, it's unbelievable. The ball, and with all NFL kickers, all including Jake Elliott's a tremendous kicker, tremendous kicker. And you see the ball come off his foot in practice, and he's a small guy, and you're like, wow. But then you watch Tucker, and it's like, he's a different species, the ball coming off Speaking his Speaking of kickers, by the way, John, you happen to notice Ty Zettner was the one holding when Jake Elliott missed the 45 Yeah, but that order. wasn't Ty's fault. That was uh, that was a bad snap. By was that Lovato? Yeah, I was going to say Lovato. By the yeah. way, Lovato had a special team tackle on Saturday night. Yeah, he did got he? Uh, yeah he got the I, fumble recovery, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he got the fumble recovery. Good on Rick. I uh, need both of your takes on this one. The Philadelphia Eagle linebacker that showed me something this week was – who? 41 for me, the great Nick Morrow. Yeah, I Nick thought Mor- he was Nick Morrow, a good I, game on Saturday night. Yeah, I thought he was uh I thought he was instinctive. I thought he, you know, he had the green dot for a little bit. He was running the defense. I, I thought people don't want to hear it, but I thought he was clearly the best of you know, Nicobe didn't play. So we're taught he and Christian Ellis um started he was better than christian um 
Miles Jack, Zach Cunningham were just kind of yeah, all right. Uh, Zach Cunningham, Morrow to me, yeah. Zach Cunningham, I was watching him a lot in that second half, and he just looked like he was. He looked like he just signed with the team six days prior. That, well, that's how yeah. he looked. Same with yeah. Miles Jack. It, it's yeah. and when I rewatch the game, I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to put too much stock up or stock down in the year to the two. But I agree with you, John. I, I thought Morrow looked like he's been on this team since the end of March and was in this system. And it was like Sidney Brown, just get another team's jersey so he can hit somebody and make a play. Yeah. I I think he's a solid player, but he's got a limited upside. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He knows how to play. Whatever you want. I called him a professional hitter in my notes, if you're a baseball guy or, or, or you know, uh, a, a savvy kind of six man. It doesn't have a ton of talent but uh he just knows how to play knows how to play and that's as good as the eagles have right now and but can they get better that's not great if that's the case a savvy sixth man is your best linebacker performer i know it's only the first preseason well nicobe's but... not there either so yeah you know linebacker uh, is a question for the eagles at this by point. the way john do you think we've seen nicobe tonight yeah yeah um I, I don't think he would. We were talking about it in the opening segment, Jeff. I didn't necessarily put him in the deference category, like, you know, the Hurts, the Slays, the Bradbury's, the Johnsons, all the deference players that went down and with Jody. Nicobe was sort of, I was going back and forth, but I think he it had, had, he more had to the do, ankle injury too. Yeah. I think it had more to do with the ankle injury being extra costs, simply because they played Jordan Davis. Now, if he played, he would have only played for six snaps, so who cares either way. But, um, yeah, he's got to get out there, and I think these will be two big days for him against Cleveland uh, because the Eagles value this more than the preseason stuff. And, you and are oh, by the be- way, the practices here against the Browns, speaking of Browns, you mentioned his name, John, Greedy Williams, not great. Um, no, he is no. no lock to make this team. Jeff mentioned all the good young DBs that the Eagles have that are all kind of fighting for a limited amount of jobs. Well, one of them very well could be Greedy Williams' job that the Eagles brought him in. He did get more guaranteed money than Nicholas Morrow, who got zero, but he didn't get a ton of guaranteed money either. If you are a betting man, you think Greedy Williams is going to make this team? No. No. I Neither think why. I think he's a long shot at best now. And I think now, I think he was ahead of Ricks. Now I think he's behind Ricks. And I don't think Ricks is going to make the team. I'll tell you what, here's another one that I think could make the team just based on special team, especially now that Sean Bradley's out. I watched Makai Gardner a lot Saturday. And when you're the first one down, every at least on two consecutive punts, and when you force a fumble and you're making special teams plays like he did, that's how you make a roster. So – but Kai yeah. Gardner, to me, his stock's really up after that. After well, and he's played well in camp. Yeah. So, you know, he's put days to – he's stacked days together. Eli made splashes in the game. Like, Gardner's ahead of Eli Ricks. He's still ahead of Eli Ricks. Um, there's no question in my mind. Um, but they're so deep at corner. Um, they really are. You mentioned Goodrich. He's the third slot corner on this team. They are they are tremendously stacked at corner. We talk about it on the defensive line a lot. The depth, the cornerback depth is very very good. Very I'll good. say this for thirty one other teams, 
if you're watching around the league, some of those guys are going to get picked up off waivers. Like, I, I, I think John Harbaugh looked pretty impre- – look, he had Kayvon Seymour out there. I know Seymour's had a good camp for the Ravens. Former but, Eagle, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there was another uh, – wasn't there another former Eagle in that game? I'm trying to – uh, I don't have my referring to- Ravens roster in front of me. I'm sure there's – yeah. Sure, there's some. By the way, I totally forgot Melvin. Oh, Daryl Warp. Daryl Warley. That that's who it was. There, yeah. Well, he was an eagle for a very very short period. Very short for like two weeks. Yeah, 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 because they interviewed him after the game. And um, who was another one? Oh, I I totally forgot Melvin Gordon played for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's easy to forget. It's easier to forget. I would say, you know, talking about linebackers, that Justice Hill run. Um. Ringo, there's another. We haven't even brought up Ringo at corner, um, who's locked in. Don't get me wrong, but he and Christian Ellis really got pinned inside as he kicked it outside. So that wasn't the best moment for those guys. Jalen misread his blocker too on that. Yeah, he, he um, even said he did. Yeah. So uh, there was some good and there's some bad, but you know, Rick's making those splash plays late. Jody brought that up. Yeah, other people might say that and say, oh, this guy's from, you know, five-star recruit from Alabama. He's obviously got talent. You know, maybe you lose him on waivers. But people are saying he's going to make the 53, Jeff. I don't see it. He's got a long – he's got a lot of people to jump over. I'll tell you what, though. He got himself noticed, though, which is – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a good thing. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, what, he was—he was very and, professional in his interview too. Just, just the whole, the, you know, he was excited to see people come and talk to him. Like he was the star, and you yeah, know, we, you know, Dave Sangaro's asked questions. I was—I was asking questions to him. You know, I asked him. So, wh- when did you get fully healthy? By the way, he's like October. He said October. I felt like myself again the last year because he said I didn't have enough time to kind of gather the tape I wanted. And he said he chose Philadelphia because. The culture, the environment. He said, and "Look, he goes. I, I felt like this is my best chance to, to prove myself. Good for him." As telegraphed as the play may have been, a pick six is a pick six. It it does stick with you, and it's going to help him. Uh, now he's got to continue to do it, starting tonight against the Browns. But he he upped his status a little bit with that one particular play. All right, one more DB question: Zach McPherson, the backup in the slot, starter in the slot because uh deference player starter did not play. I didn't notice him. I didn't see him make any mistakes. He surely he didn't return it punts. Play. Yeah, he did returned punts on Saturday night. <laughs> on, uh, other than returning punts, I'm talking about actually from well, the by the way, Well, I only bring that up because I'm like, what the hell is Zach McPherson doing returning punts? He has never, never and I say never, guys, three times, taking even a rep as a punt returner. I don't remember him doing that at practice. Penn State or Texas Tech either. I, definitely not at Penn State. Yeah. And he's out there in a the game, and I'm thinking, what the hell is Zach McPherson returning punts for? And then it became, well, Cubby got scratched for the hamstring. That's my, take- that's my takeaway. Britton Covey is on this team. Well, it, it, he's got a hamstring issue, but he is on the team. Uh, Greg Ward got hurt in the game, just tweaked, not seriously. By the way, Greg Ward was great. 
Jody. Oh, your guy. Still, still, your guy got open, Jody. He catches yeah. it. He might not turn it upfield. He might not break a tackle. Yeah. He might he not get into great. the end zone. But if you throw it to him, Greg Ward's going to catch it. Even Tyree Cleveland, they were open all night long. Yeah. He looked like he tweaked a hamstring or a calf or something. So we'll probably hear something about Greg. So he was out. He he might have cramped. Yeah, it was so hot. It might have been cramped. So maybe he isn't. But that's probably the best case scenario. But he was out. um, And then they give reps to Devontae, who's obviously not playing. And he wouldn't do it anyway. They do it for high leverage situations um aj does it for fun but they weren't he wasn't playing obviously um and quez occasionally does it and he was scratched uh those are the guys who get reps in practice at punt returner Zachary pearson has never ever taken a rep but they didn't have anybody else to do it and that's why it's sort of a eye into the reason i bring that up is they trust the coaching staff trusts Zach to do a bunch of different things. Sure. So even though he didn't, and I'm with you, Jody, you didn't notice him that much, but he's just rock solid. I mean, they love the guy. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's returning punts, probably return kickoffs. Yeah. They trust him. And that's a, that's a big, big Good thing. Sign. He's exactly. a very quiet guy too, John. Yeah. I, I'm really nice guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Like I, yeah. like it's funny. You got Slay. Bradbury, and then then you have C.J. Gardner Johnson. Then all of a sudden, you see Zach McPherson next to him. And every time Slate talks, you just kind of hear him giggle in the background, like, "Because man, I'm kind of glad I don't have to be a part of this circle." Then C.J. talked talked for the little he talked last year, and he's just like, "I'm kind of glad I'm Zach McPherson right now." Yeah, let me uh, follow up on a name that uh, Jeff brought up, and that's Tyree Cleveland. 10 targets. Now, I'm sorry. He wasn't the number one target on all those plays. So he's got to be the second or third, checking down, getting through your progressions, and still going to Tyree Cleveland. How much did he help his chances? Not going to make the roster, but to be a practice squad guy because, as Jeff said, he, I, don't, I don't even know if he was always open, but he was always an option. And, yeah, the quarterback's chosen to throw it to him 10 times. How much did he improve his status in both you guys' eyes? I'll say this. I watched him like six or seven straight plays on the one drive, and he kind of was always open. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jody. I, I think he does make this practice squad. Uh, if, if they keep six receivers, I think he's in the conversation. But he was on the practice squad last year, and he knows the system. And hey, I'll tell you what, Tanner McKee trusts him. I, I, I'll say that. It, it was before he even hit the break, Tanner McKee was throwing to him. So I'm like, well, yes. he's seeing something. By the way, Ian Book should oh. learn from Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee, as Jeff just mentioned, back foot, boom, ball's coming out. Trusting his receivers. Um, and Nick said, you know, Tanner McKee was pretty impressive. I got a bunch of, is he going to push Mariota? I don't know if you did, Jeff. No, he's not pushing no. Marcus Mariota. Um Marcus, but, you know, Marcus what Ian Book fine. in the rearview mirror for the third quarterback as of right no. now. No. He he won that job. If you're looking at somebody who won a job, Ian Book, Tanner, well, Tanner Ian Book lost the job. the job. Not that Tanner was ahead of him, but you you got it, man. You got to process and trust your receivers and throw the ball, and that's what Tanner McKee did, and that's big. It really is because you saw the exact opposite. Ian Book wouldn't throw the ball. He's running around like took a 21 yard sack. Yeah. There were guys open too on that 21 yard sack. Yeah, he just I didn't mean, want to throw it. You got to pull the trigger. Um, 
as far as the receivers, those sort of back end guys, the big, I call them the size guys. Johnny King just got here, but he kind of impressed me. Yeah, nice catch. Um, Cleveland uh, uh, was, you know, the traffic guy. Hazelwood even had a a big catch. Joseph Nada is the guy who everyone was talking about. He did not play well. Um, And he doesn't get separation. That was sort of the knock on him coming out of Clemson because he's a big physical guy. But he's going to have trouble getting separations. I, I, I think. No, John. There was a play. He hurt himself. Yeah, with <laughs> with, with um, Joseph Nagata. It was the McKee throw to the end zone. I thought McKee actually placed the ball only where God could catch it. It was a tough catch, but I don't know. Maybe I'd have to look at the replay a little more. But I felt <laughs> like he could have corralled that. Yet that pass that was low. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, Right now, you know, they're probably going to keep, what, two, three receivers on the practice squad. I, I thought Cleveland really helped himself. I think King helped himself. Um, Hazelwood sort of in that dark area, and I think Nada hurt himself in that oh, race. Another player I thought stood out, and I tweeted about how bad the third-team offensive line was. Apologies to Fred Johnson. because Fred played well. Yeah, yeah he Fred. did. He played really well. Yeah, uh, he's a solid starter. Like he was a not not a solid starter, but he's a solid veteran. He's played. I think he he's had uh, he he had the big. Um, I I have to look it up. I think Pro Football Focus gave him the top grade of any Eagle offensive player. Um, I, I could see well, it. Well, well, the preseason game they ranked the pre. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. put out rankings on that game. Oh yeah, I'm pulling oh, it man. up as we speak. I They're gotta, dedicated. I, I, I'll give them that much. Our analytics department does. I mean, we're part of a true media, but they, they do a lot of stuff. And they'll ask me, they're like, hey, what do you think of this? Like, these are his, this guy's coverage stats. I said, yeah, I was, I'm watching the game. That kind of looks right. So, and they, they All right. Said, yeah. I, 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 and I'll give you guys the top five players, uh, according to PFF, were offensively Fred Johnson, uh, Julian Good Jones, Greg Ward. I'm, I'm with them on Greg Ward. Cameron Tom and Tanner McKee tied with DeAndre tied with DeAndre. I was going to say, does DeAndre Swift have enough to qualify? I was going to say, does volume count at all? No, well, no, it it normally does, but they had DeAndre only played six snaps. So um, yeah, he was up there, but for the guys who played significant snaps, it was Fred, uh, uh, Julian Good Jones, Greg Ward, Tanner McKee, Cameron Tom, and Hazelwood. Hazelwood was, was five uh, for the guys. Okay. Now the guys who they said played poorly were. Let me guess. Uh, Ian Book. Uh, Ian Book. Uh, uh, Kennedy Brooks was worse. Oof, that's right. Well, he ain't making the team anyway. Um, Tyree Jackson did not get a good grade, and Joseph Nada, who I just talked about, did not get a good grade. That that Tyree Jackson, I forgot he was even in the game. Uh, defensively, Rick's obviously got a great grade. You know, I mean, six six. Yeah, six will get you that. I don't. I don't. He was in coverage. I don't know, twelve times, and he got three. He got an interception, two pass breakups. So that's pretty good. Uh, Goodrich, obviously Jalen Carter, but he doesn't count because he had two snaps. He did he murdered Ben Cleveland on one of them. His old teammate, I yeah, think. Ben yeah. Is, that's why I said he kind of cheated. He he did yeah. he did what Ben Cleveland was. I think poor Ben was declared. 
Uh, that was that was embarrassing for him. Kayvon got a good grade, and Nicholas Morrow got a tremendous okay. grade, which I agree with. Kayvon had a good grades, game, by the way. Kayvon had yeah, a good game. The bad grades were, I don't want to pile on because he got hurt, but Sean Bradley, he only had 13 reps before he got hurt. Christian Ellis, who did not play well. Uh, Noah Ellis, the Ellis brothers, not a good day. They don't have the good Ellis. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, the really he's, good a, he's on the Fal- He's on the Falcons. Nolan Smith did not get a good grade. Um, he had one good pass rush and greedy Williams, which yeah. I think greedy people did not that. look yeah. good for me. And one other note, just from a scheme schematic point, and I don't want to overemphasize this because the coach did address it about throwing the ball to the running backs out of the backfield and said, we didn't do much last year because you, you play with what you have. If it's not a strength of your team, you don't do it. You don't force feed it, which I agree with Suriani on that stance, but people are projecting because John comes on after practice. They had to run a lot of plays. The guy's coming out of the backfield and they got swift spread, right? 35 passes, three to guys out of the backfield. That's not a big percentage of throwing to the guys out of the backfield. Now, Swift was in and out before you knew it. Gainwell didn't even play. Those are the, probably their two best receivers. I think they threw it to Sherman twice and um, somebody else once. Uh, but they only threw three passes to the guys out of the backfield. Am I trying to read into this too much, John, that people are overstating it, or do you just throw it out because the guys who are best at it? No, yeah, I throw it out for that reason. The guys that are doing it with would, and really it's only Swift, to be honest. It's not even Gainwell that much. Um, But Swift is the guy they've been specifically using in practice sort of outside and and lined up as a receiver and and designing plays for him. So it's really – it's not running back related. It's Swift related. They okay. think he has that, that those traits. See, that's and why Kenny. I think Swift is going to be the number one guy, not Gainwell. People go, oh, Gain- Gainwell's <clears> going to be the number one guy. No, he's not. Swift is. Well, I think it depends. Everything we always everything depends on your definition. If it's most touches, maybe. Most um, touches, most snaps. What else are you going to determine it by? Well, there's a lot of – Well, he could be a decoy for – AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, yeah. Chris Watkins. That's what I mean. If 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 you know they're using him in that role, they might take away from his running touches, and that might elevate. Could be Rashad Penny. Um, if they go truly committee, which I would not advocate for, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I would not do it that way. I would want to try to find the guy, and then I bring up the high leverage situations because, you know, when you're trying to win a game. Who's on the field is is pretty important. And that's been in practice. And again, it's just practice, but that's what the Eagles value. In practice to date, that's Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, but how do you even, John, how do you judge what's a high leverage situation in practice? Because Sariani tells you. (laughs) Yeah, because they got the bullhorn and the game situations. They practice. Third third and eight. It's Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. And, 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 even and forget about red zone end of game, which is always game. Well, um, when they're backed up, they do backed up drills and you're coming out of uh, your own, your own two yard line. It's Kenny Gainwell. I it, it's always Kenny Gainwell in high leverage situations. Now maybe it changes, but as of right now, 
that's the way it's been. And let's not understate Swift here. I mean, he is going to play a vital role in this offense this year, but oh, it, yeah. it, it, it is Kenny Gainwell. It, I, I honestly think it's more of a knock over shot penny is DeAndre Swift. Everybody keeps <laughs> taking this the wrong way. It's nothing against DeAndre Swift. It's look at Rashad Penny right now. That that's what I'm wondering. Like, what are the future? What's the future for? Yeah, I did well. I've said from the start he could be, you know, the starter, the lead back, whatever you want to call it, the guy getting the most touches. You know, obviously he would be more of the conventional uh, first and second down back, and then you'd bring in uh, a Gainwell or a Swift, or he could be off the team. I've said that from day one, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't have any financial obligation to keep no, him on the team, and that's why. So, I mean, these will be big practices for the running backs. These will be really big practices, not only for the performance, but to sort of understand where the Eagles coaching staff is because they can't hide it anymore. Um, They're going to show who they want, at least right now, to be out there week one yeah this will this will actually be high leverage situations not just to a bullhorn and create high leverage when you're playing against a another team in a different uniform and you know where the football is on the field and what the downs are supposed to be yeah that that's tipping their hand you you are right john you're going to get a much better read uh today from a practice a joint practice against another team than any of uh, the practices the eagles have against themselves i'll say this too with, with rashad penny I don't let the box score deceive me. I thought Rashad Penny was fine on Saturday night. I, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought he had that. I thought he had the burst on that one run. He he was reading the holes well. I I would be really curious to see Rashad Penny run behind Cam Jurgens and Lane Johnson compared to what he was running behind on Saturday. Yeah, night. and that that helps as well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Trey Sermon, guy we haven't mentioned. I'm trying to look since I had PFF. Who they had Swift, but he only played. Uh, six six snaps, as I mentioned, um, as the highest, uh, but that's a very small sample size. And then Trey Sermon was next, um, and he, he had 29 reps. Um, he didn't stand out to me at glance, uh, and Penny was, you know, not effective from their standpoint, so... But he looked fine. That's from the eye test. Penny looked fine to me. Sermon, I didn't notice that much. But, you know, they're fine-tuning it down to blocking and all that kind of stuff. JK, we uh, kept you for 20 minutes. You're going to read all of Jeff's stuff, cbssports.com. He comes on with us every single week. We appreciate it whenever he does. Uh, what what do you got planned for this upcoming week, Kerr? So I will be at the joint practice tonight with McCullen. Nice. And I will, I'll be at the it's game a on Thursday. bad day for Jeff Kerr. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's always a bad day when I see you, John. Uh, but I do have my week one preseason overreactions and reality checks, which is apparently really popular on CBSSports.com. I'm still trying to figure out why, because nice. a, a lot of it's the one time I do hot takes, but I'm actually going to do an Eagle-centric one that's going to come out later today. Hot and takes. I'm, Sydney Brown, baby. Sydney Brown. CBS on Sid- X. I have to say that. It's Sydney yeah. Brown season, John McMullen. Just embrace and live with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Carr, CBS Sports, here with us. I'm Bird 365. Thanks, JK. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jeff. That's Jeff Kerr. All right, uh, Johnny Mac, one quick question for you before we get to a break. 
Sirianni going to talk before practice or only after practice? What's the coach's availability? Uh, before practice, but not until tomorrow. Um, Sean Desai is going today before practice. Uh, okay. Because two questions I'd like to see Sirianni handle before practice. Uh, how about that Trey Sermon? Uh, who he seems to go out of the way to pop up uh, for whatever reason. And yeah, he wasn't great as per PFF and or Jordy Mack uh, in game number one. And you talk about swimming upstream to make this team. I just don't see it happening. Uh, and the other Sirianni question I'd love to see asked was, oh, how's that competition at left guard going, uh, right guard going, which he refuses to acknowledge has well, already been it. decided. If, if it wasn't decided before, uh, his uh, second well, year. like I said, Joe, he gave the 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 con the the non confirmation confirmation. I asked him that at the link practice, and he was joking around with me and smiling. Everybody knows, Ken. He just he, he flat out said, "I'm not naming him the starter because I don't have to." That, right. That's what he said. It, he he's the starter. Everybody right. knows it. But but I'd like to just see him have to sweat it for another week to to come out and say. I know, but I'm not telling you. Yeah, that that if you're gonna play it that way, Nick, then you gotta at least feel the pressure of it. I'd love to see someone ask him that same question over and over and over again until he goes, Yeah, Jurgens is the starter. All right, he's McMullen. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Oh, and I'm McDonald. We're Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. Come back. A couple of things, Eagle-related, a couple of league-related things. I want to get uh, run by Johnny Mac. And then our boy, Chris Franklin from NJ.com, going to hop on in about 20 minutes here on Birds If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. You got Matt back here. John McClellan and Jody McConnell with Tower number two of this Monday. Kind of a key Birds 365 in it. It comes after a preseason game. Yeah, preseason. But it's one of only 20 the Eagles play every yeah. year. They only play 20 games. If Phillies play about 200 because they play 30 preseason games and 160. The Sixers and Flyers play like 90 games. The Eagles only play 20 games all year. So we got to do even though it doesn't mean a lot and a whole bunch of guys never even saw the field. We got to do justice to the uh, importance of what went down Saturday night. But J-Mac says, forgets that. We've moved on, Jody. Today's joint practice against the Eagles, that much more important than what was broadcast on live TV. You got to watch the Eagles. You're going to get to watch the Eagles in the joint practice today, McMullen? You will because you're special. But the rest of us aren't going to see Diddley. Yeah. Well, I, Hey, I don't make the rules. Nick Sirianni does. I can't okay. force Roger him to value. Does the, yeah. As far as the rules. Well, I, I can't uh, for his team, Nick does. And you know, I, I, I can just tell you what he values and, you know, starters are going to get a lot of work against the Cleveland Browns. Um, they no are not deference get... players today. Is that what you're telling me? No one gets deference? No. Now, if you're hurt, yeah, they're going to sit you out. And Cleveland will be the same way. Um, I, I, you know, I saw, I haven't really looked into who's uh, healthy and who's not. But the Eagles, for the most part, ha- are pretty healthy. Um, and tell that to Sean Bradley. Yeah. Ex- well, unfortunately for Sean Bradley, who wouldn't have been in first team work anyway. But it, it was... Uh, as I said, as a relevant special teams player on this team and special teams is not great, um, was not great last year. So I don't want to downplay Sean's injury because he's one of their best special teams players and they had to get better, not worse on special teams. So uh, that is a blow. Um, but as far as other guys, as I said, Patrick uh, Johnson um, is out with the ankle injury. Um Deion Kane has been out with an ankle injury. Um, Nicobe was back on Thursday as a full go. So you presume that he's going to be uh, practicing today. Um, and then Quez Watkins, Britton Covey, maybe they're held out with hamstrings. But uh, for the most part, the Eagles are, are pretty healthy. And you're going to get to see the relevant players uh, against – by the way, a pretty good team for people that don't know. I, you know, the AFC is loaded. Um, 
certainly with quarterbacks, but, uh, and the Browns, you know, they play in a very difficult division. Um, I could see any of those four teams winning that division. And therefore you could see any of those four teams uh, being in last place in that division. That's how close and yeah, nip and tuck it might the, be. The only way to get the Bengals are last is if Burrow misses. Well, that. yeah, Burrow misses. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Um, so I'll I'll correct that statement, except Cincinnati. But you get my point. They're good teams, all good teams. Um, and who who knows where Deshaun Watson's going to be if he turns back? You know, now that he's uh, you know knock the rust off a little bit if he turns back into the Houston uh Deshaun Watson before all the issues it's a pretty good football team yeah. <laughs> um you know Miles Garrett is coming so Darius they've Darius Smith now they have two great pass rushers they've one of the best offensive lines in the conversation of having best offensive line not named the Philadelphia Eagles they're in the conversation for being number two they got a great tight end who's really difficult to deal with in Joku. Nick Chubb might be the best running back in football. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson. Owosu uh, 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 Koromoa is a good player at linebacker. Denzel Ward's one of the best corners in football. They got a really talented team. This is going to be a really good test for the Eagles. I agree. And they got to go against that Schwartz guy as the defense coordinator of the Browns. Um, who uh, will you get some quality time with your boy? Uh, prior to practice, you try and make your way over to wherever he's standing in practice. Oh, yeah, and, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Jim's usually too school, uh, too cool for school when the cameras are on, but yeah, I'm gonna try to um, see where he is and try to say hello. Um, yeah, all right. If, if you were like me, and uh, sorry that I missed the three shows here on Birds 365 last week. Started on Thursday, straight through to last night. The NFL Network has been on my TV more than any other channel. I got to flop over to NBC 10 when the Eagles were on. Didn't have to watch the NFL Network. And the game was on the NFL Network, and I think they used the Ravens announcers. A couple of people have mentioned that here on the stream, that uh, they they probably were watching outside the limit, city limits of uh, Philadelphia. So you take what you can get. And the Raven announcers were on the call. I didn't watch any of that because I got to watch Scotty Graham uh, call the game. So uh, that worked for me. Um, but I watch a lot of football this week, including the final game of the weekend. The 49ers getting their tails kicked by the Raiders last night. The team that I think is is certainly the main competition and maybe even the only competition in the NFC for the Eagles this year. No Brock Purdy, no shot. They got run off the field by the Raiders yesterday. Yeah, all of seven points for the Niners. Truth be told, Trey Lance didn't look terrible. I uh, watched the first quarter of the game. He moved the ball okay. But the 49er defense, they sat all of their starters, and they just got sliced and diced by Aiden O'Connell, who I got to give it a tip of the hat to here, uh, here John. Our pal Rick Saratella, you know, our draft guy uh, uh, who comes on with us, former show host here on Jacob Media. He told me back at the draft when I was uh, talking up Jake Hayner, who, by the way, didn't play badly for the Saints over the weekend, um, that Aiden O'Connell was a better mid-round pick. And when he got picked by the Raiders, Saratella texted me and said, mark my words, he's going to start a game for the Raiders this year. 
because Jimmy G is their starter, and you know yeah. Jimmy's going to get yeah. hurt. Point. That's a foregone conclusion. And he said he will be their backup quarterback, and he will start games for the Raiders this year. He looked. He was easily the best rookie quarterback in the NFL this past week. Aiden O'Connell. Well, I I mean he played well. Where'd he go? Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. Got um, yeah, I mean I look. It's uh, I said it about Eli Ricks. It's never a bad thing when you play well. But you know I'm not going to overstate. You know the 49ers are still a really good team. Um, I don't know who they sat, who they didn't sit. I'm assuming they didn't play many of their defensive starters. Yeah, they, they, they much like the Eagles, twenty yeah. twenty five so, guys. Yeah, not I, 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 I wouldn't panic if I'm a 49ers fan. Um, it is a little bit surprising, as I mentioned. Generally, how you win preseason games is you have good third string quarterbacks and the and the 49ers in theory would have like 70 um i don't know how many collars accumulated but he's got darnold who i assume started who started darnold, no darnold. trey lance started oh trey started uh trey actually played more than darnold and allen got in in the uh, and allen allen played third, i think it was late third quarter or early fourth allen's been an nfl quarterback so yeah. They should be better in the preseason than most teams, but you know, I can't, I, I, I can't make, you know, I, I always go back to the Marv Levy bills. They used to get destroyed in the preseason, you know, making four straight Super Bowls. They'd lose preseason games 40 to three. And people would say, Oh, the bills are not the same. And, you know, then they'd show up for the regular season. And and Marv explained it. You know, he's basically looking for two or three players at the back end of the roster. Did not give a you-know-what about winning a preseason game. Um, I don't really know Kyle's philosophy, but I, I can't get worked up at a preseason loss. Or I can't get worked up about somebody like that, Aiden O'Connell. I'll give Rick, because I love Rick, tip of the hat. And I agree with his thought process there because i'm not a jimmy garoppolo guy and i don't think las vegas is very good so and and i don't know if we've ever mentioned him here on the show your thoughts on brian hoyer well (laughs) well how old is brian my god be 33 34 he's at least 10 years in the league you might you might be right you might be 37 for all i know Uh, my guess off the top of the head would be 30 37 37 is he 37 37 holy mackerel i mean he certainly knows how to play but yeah i don't you know he's not i mean if you're as bad as las vegas is going to be and i think they're they're not going to be good i'm not saying terrible but probably five six win team i'm not talking three and third I'm still doing 16 games, Jody. I'll never get used to that. Yeah, but see, um, here's, here's the problem. That's the worst place to be. You either want to be in the running for one of the two well, quarterbacks or you want to be threatening for a wild card spot in mid-December. Well, my point is I would rather play the young guy than, you know, a 37. Brian Hoyer, 37-year-old yeah. Brian Hoyer because he's simpatico with your head coach. Who yeah. the hell cares? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but that's me, but Josh McDaniels is a bad coach, but I'm looking at Brian Horrock cause I looked up, let's see his, he's been playing forever. He's got a little Josh Johnson in him. 
It's got New England, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Cleveland, Houston, Chicago, San Francisco, New England, any New England, Las Vegas. He keeps going back to New England. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's lost at least, I don't have his games, at least he was 0-6 with San Francisco as a starter, 0-1, 0-1, 0-1. So at least his last nine he's lost and he was one and four with Chicago in 2016. Who knows? He might've lost four straight there. I don't know. Um, so he hasn't won in a while. I'd go with the young kid. I, yeah, I like Rick's thing. I'd be calling Aiden O'Connell's number. At least they did that for game number one. All yeah. right. One last Eagle question before we take a break and bring up a boy, Chris Franklin from NJ.com. Again, keeping it in its proper context. Did we learn anything about the two coordinators for the Philadelphia Eagles off Saturday's game? Again, uh, not even a dress rehearsal. Guys not playing. Put all the qualifiers on it that you want. But they had the Eagles. They felt that it was important enough to go over to the link and not practice at the Novacare complex. They had to work on the communication and the X's and O's of coaching this week. Did we learn anything? about either the Eagle, new Eagle defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator off Saturday's game? Uh, I don't think so. Other than I don't think there were any egregious errors uh, communication-wise that I noticed. Um, so I guess that's a positive. I didn't love the two-point call, but, you know, that's late in a game with – Oh, you didn't, you didn't love that? Well, no, I like them going for it. Right. Uh, but oh, you, the saying, call itself for the play. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. If they would have kicked the extra point, I would have killed them uh, to go to overtime in preseason. You can't do that. No, I agreed with the decision, but, I mean, my God, that was that didn't even have a chance. Even a being book, I mean, you got to come up with something better than that. I know it, nobody cares, but, I mean – that's the only thing I could look at and say that was, come on, you got to, but they don't want to show anything in a preseason. So it can't kill them. If they have a great two point play, they're not going to use it with Ian book. They just threw the ball up to who was it? Nada. I don't know who it was, but he was double covered. It wasn't that was, a, he didn't even yeah. get it up high enough to no, make it a it was contested awful. play. Yeah. It wasn't a, wasn't a good throw by Ian book. And a quickie, and we'll get Chris Franklin up here in a second, uh, was watching the game. Same thing coming down, only later in the Chiefs and Saints. And I know Eagle fans, uh, last time Kansas City was on the field, it's not something the Eagles want to think about, but they're back out there uh, for their next game. Saints score with a minute and 20 seconds to go, down one point, much like the Eagles. They go for it. We're not going to tie it and play for overtime. They don't convert on the two-point conversion. So with a minute and 20 to go, they kick off. They stop him on a run play on first down. Dennis Allen calls a timeout. And I'm going like, yeah, all right, he's playing a game. I know it's a preseason, but he's playing a game. And damn it, if the fourth string Chiefs quarterback doesn't fumble it. And the Saints recover, and they kick the game-winning field goal and win 26-24. Way to go, Dennis Allen. Yeah. there's Now, there's a a, a, – Caution for every better out there betting on preseason games. Uh, that is, that is a that is a frightening proposition. Hey, hey, hey. If you took the Eagles plus the points, you were a winner on Saturday. Yeah. And the by Ravens. the way, we talked about that hold, Ty Zetner. You know, if Jake Elliott in theory makes that field goal, the Eagles win the game. But you know that that always affects the game. But um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't think that was his fault, other than I do think it's a positive for Aaron Sipas because there is something for kickers being comfortable with holders. And I got this from Blair Walsh, who literally was an all-pro kicker as a rookie and then was garbage the next year. And he he loved his holder. It was Mitch Berger, the old punter. Sure. Um, and they switched it to, uh, I think it was Chris Cluey. And he just wasn't comfortable. I don't know if it was Chloe. I shouldn't say that. But whoever the next punter was, he just he didn't like him. He didn't like the holds. He didn't, and he went in the garbage can, Jody. You remember that famous missed field goal oh. in the playoffs against Seattle with terrible weather? Now, granted, it was awful, but I mean, that's a chip shot in any kind of weather. Right. You he just did case. not like the holder. Did not like the holder. That's meaningful. Uh, sometimes it can be. Some guys are irrelevant, but some guys it gets inside their head yeah. and it just makes all the difference in the world. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. We are Mac and Mac Birds 365. Still got 40 minutes left. A big chunk of it is going to be spent with Chris Franklin from NJ.com. We're hoping he jumps in, not in the green room yet, so we're not making him wait, but we're betting. We're banking. Johnny said, don't bet preseason. I'm betting on Chris <laughs> Franklin being ready for us. When we return here on Birds Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. 
and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Busy Monday here on Birds 365 after an Eagle preseason game before joint practice with the Cleveland Browns, which means our buddy Chris Franklin from NJ.com is going to be busy again this afternoon. Uh, Chris Franklin, you made it to your seat in the Ravens press box. How many minutes before kickoff? Probably, I think it was around two hours. I think it was like two hours before kickoff. I got settled in and start watching around, look and see everything. It was it's good. For me, it's one of the easiest drives to get to. It's the shortest drop distance from going from Delaware, so it's, per- it's oh, perfect. It's perfect. Not Delaware already. Now I assume yeah. you didn't take ninety five because you're. Oh yeah, I got stuck in that. Yeah, I got stuck in that thing. It was like, I, and I was getting worried a little bit. Cause I'm like, oh boy, how am I explaining going to be here in the first quarter? Like, cause it's like I got here in the first quarter. Oh guys, this just happened. Like, was, I got was, stuck. I got stuck in two of them, Chris, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's uh, dedication. You were able to make it. That's dedication, my friend. I got there a half hour before kickoff, um, and the, it was for the birds. And the birds are out with Chris Franklin. I like it. We got to Man. see the Ravens <laughs> the battle of the birds. So it's our first overreaction Monday of the season. Uh, <laughs> give me your biggest overreaction, good or bad. Give me, give me something splashy. Hmm. I think that the that's a good one. <laughs> I think the biggest one is uh, even though I like the way he played on uh on on, uh, on a Saturday, that Tanner McKee is the future number two quarterback over Marcus Mariota is the biggest uh, one. Oh, I think I think that's the biggest one because yeah, I look I look at I look at what he did. Is he did well? Don't get me wrong, McKee did very well yeah. when he got in there, and some of those his completion percentage should have been higher because those drops and everything else. But and also I think Mariota, if you put him behind, say the first team and I think his complete percentage go up a little bit. So that that'd probably be mine right, right now. And by the way, he might be a backup by twenty twenty four when Mario oh, yeah. gets out of here. But no way is he pissed I got some of that too. Oh McKee's gonna push Mario. No he's not. No, not even close. No. Wait, wait, wait till the regular season when you see those complicated blitzes and, and they're dropping three and throwing four from another side. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Mariota would have to go pretty bad. You'd, you'd need an extended Jalen Hurts injury uh, section of the season being out for Mariota to be that bad for that long to, for Tanner and McKee to make the field. Yeah, I agree with both you guys. I uh, We talked extensively about the running backs in our number one. Did we learn anything from the running backs with who got the ball, who played, who didn't, how they're protecting? You want to get inside Nick Sirianni's mind for us here and tell us, uh, is there anything to take out of the usage of running backs in exhibition game number one? That's why I, I, I was. I asked the question. I was, I was curious about that because it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I thought at first and, and going in, it was like, wait, okay. So it was like game well and Scott's a lock. But for Nick, it was more of a, hey, I just want to get these guys contact, which to me, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get that out the way in the first game, let them rest. But overall, for the ones that played, I thought that Swift overall, I mean, you, you saw what he can do with that juke, man. That was that, that agility and that quickness and be able to be a game breaker. 
I think he's in line to me personally be running back number one. I think he's RB1 material. He's got the tools. And we all know it's just injury history. But if you use that back by committee, I think he'll be all right in that. When I look at Rashad Penny, it, it was a little – it plugged a little bit. He, they did run the play that I think is his best in his repertoire, that stretch play that he gained 10 yards for. I thought that he ran very well in that because he's real patient. He'll wait, wait, wait. And then when he sees that hole, he's out and goes that way. I like that. Sermon, to me, I thought he could have done a little bit better. I mean, the one thing I liked about him was his ability to get yards after contact. I looked at that, it was, it wasn't as good with the third team. Yeah, and then Kennedy Brooks. I mean, I think now it it wasn't just for like we know he's going to practice squad, but if he continues doing turnovers and making mistakes like that, may not even be the practice squad now. Yeah, Kennedy's uh, up against it. He was one of the losers. Now the second uh, 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 sort of overreaction that I got a lot of, Chris was. Eli Ricks is going to make the 53-man roster. And I said, whoa, 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 uh, pump those brakes. He's got a lot of people to climb over uh, to make the 53-man roster. Now, it's never a bad thing when you have to pick six, but that quarterback did not look good uh, uh, throwing the football. Um, Anthony Brown, I believe it was. Um, where are you on Eli Ricks? And what that did for him, I think that may have catapulted him on the first the first man out. Now before him, I had around like three out. I had Makai Gardner ahead of him, and I had a yeah. Actually, it's just Makai Gardner ahead of him, but and that's why I had greedy. I agree greedy, greedy, too. Greedy but, Mario Goodrich. Um, you know, I like Mario too. Still, yeah. still above. Uh, yeah. enough, it's like a. It's like a wild card team right now. You're you're four games out. You got <laughs> over three teams. That that's more there's difficult. enough time left for him though. I think yeah. there's really enough time for him. Oh, I like what he's shown. Yeah. Solid. There's I, enough time, and there's certain guys who are game time players. You know, maybe he's a better game player than a practice player, but yeah. in practice, I haven't seen a ton. But he showed up on game day. Yeah, and Job's played very. Job's played very physical, and he's played well. He's the guy I think he has to overtake and. And you know, he gets a little. Joe gets a little handsy at times on the on the outside. He like the physical ones. He takes it beyond five yards and a little too rough sometimes. It's going to be and it's boring. I know it's that one. So when it comes to special, when it comes to putt return, putt coverage, and it comes to kickoff coverage, those are two things. If one of if he if one of those makes a couple standout plays, or I think that's where if Rick's can make a couple standout plays on that, then I think maybe it's a tie. But right now, it's Joe's job to lose. All right, CF uh, again, much like he has in practice. Um, Sidney Brown playing at a high speed with a high motor, made some plays, look good. I saw him overrun at least one play, but that's Sidney Brown. That he he's not only aggressive, he's uber aggressive. And I'm not sure if he's doing exactly what the coaches are telling him to do, or they're just going to let him run wild and say, hey, we're going to take the good with the bad. But there was more good than bad with what we saw on Saturday night. Do you think his play affected the way the Eagles coaching staff is looking at their safety rotation right now? I think they thought very highly of him, even coming into this game. And I still think he's – I think he can be in play for, like, that third safety a little bit. I think he can. Mostly, like, probably the fourth right now, but I think he played play in that third one. But when it comes to that aggressive, you like – you like I like the aggressive that Sidney Brown showed on that. And you can teach that. You can teach patience, at least. You can, you'd rather a guy be over-aggressive, run himself out of holes. That's just a rookie 
looking to take somebody's head off in his first NFL game. Mm-hmm. You can teach patience going, okay, I'm not going to overrun this gap. Or I'm not going to – I just need to throttle down. You can teach that. I'd be more concerned if it was like, well, I'm going to be lackadaisical. Let me jog up to this way. I don't want to make a hit. I don't want to – like, no, I like the way he's flying, throwing his shoulder and things. We see him in practice. I thought he was going to kill a couple of guys. A couple, yeah. this, a couple of these things like he had to hold up. So I think overall when you look at Sid and Dunn, I think he's going to be the big nickel safety. At least by I think like a quarter what quarter away into the season because he's that good you can't keep him off the field. All right, here is my honorary ESP hot take, which I don't often <laughs> do, but I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it, and it's apropos. And I told Jody earlier that Jim Swartz is coming back today because Jim Swartz is the one who gave me startup costs, which I always use. Thank you, Jim. I love that term. Sydney Brown should be the starter week one for this reason. Chris Franklin, he's got obvious bursts that the other safeties on this team do not have. And get the startup cost over. That's the easier part of the schedule. You can afford mistakes against those teams on the easy part of the schedule. And by then, when you get to that tough uh, stretch of five games with Kansas City and Buffalo, in that situation – Maybe City Brown's over the startup cost and he starts to get it and he starts playing better. Whereas if you sit him and then say, all right, here's Kansas City, go out there and play against Patrick Mahomes, you're probably going to get some startup costs. Start him up. Get it over with, Chris Franklin. Uh, I, I, in, in honor of Jim Schwartz, I want to throw a baseball metaphor at you from the yes. Orioles. Give me an Oriole. Y- y- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when you look at you have Brett Myers and Sidney Brown's Brett Myers with his Brett Myers stuff where you have that fastball you keep going he he goes one hundred percent but by that time he wasn't truly experienced in the way say Terrell Edmonds is like Jimmy Moyer who knows where things are going knows where how the defense is going to lay out where to go and everything else like I get what you're saying when it comes to you really yeah you want somebody I like it when he's flying around I'm worried about I'm still worried that you know susceptible double moves there's still some some concepts he hasn't seen yet. And I know it takes over time and experience, but but that's what I'm saying. You know, you learn from your, and by the way, Sydney has actually told me he is a visual learner. He's a guy who learns from doing. And if that's the case, and that's how he feels personally, let him learn from doing. I can accept. In other words, you can mistake, you can make a mistake against the Patriots and beat them. You can make a mistake against the Vikings and beat them. You can make a bunch of mistakes against the Bucs and beat them. You can't make a mistake, a big mistake against Kansas City and beat them. That's kind of where I am with Sidney Brown. Yeah, I think he can be very visual, especially when you're on a scout team and when you're on the, uh, running your stuff on, uh, in practice as well, too, because I think he just needs to get more he, he needs to get more acclimated. I mean, there's a couple of times we've seen him, like, where he'll jump a route and it's like, okay, you left somebody open on the other side and stuff, stuff like that. So I think he's still – Wrong. He he will be good, and I know I understand where he wants to get more reps do by doing anything else. But I think he can do that more in practice, and he needs to do I think more in practice in order to warrant a spot. Because no, I I I don't want to see. I'd rather see Terrell Edmonds and Reed Blankenship give up stuff up front, out in front of him, and make a offense methodically have to drive down the field than seeing him run up against yeah, the field behind Myers him. with his best stuff over Jamie Moyer fooling people. 
I yeah, like I your know. analogy. I, I like I results. Know. I don't care how the hell you get the job done. <laughs> and oh, by the way, uh, you better get those startup costs out of the way before week six when Aaron Rodgers throws the no look. That there we go. Round undressed. <laughs> so yeah, get, get those startup costs out of the way before you get. But that's my week. point. If you're kind of if you're kind of hokeying around and say, "Well, Sydney," but that that might be. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm glad you bring that up. Jody, so I'll throw it at you, Chris. You know, if you're saying eh, we're 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 not playing well with Kayvon and Terrell, um, you know, Reed's going to be there. Reed's locked in, but uh, Kayvon Terrell, and then all of a sudden, oh, Aaron Rodgers is showing up. We got to do something, and you just pluck Sidney Brown in there against Aaron Rodgers. Jody's right; he's going to abuse the kid, and that's why I want to get it over with early in the season. See, I, I don't. I think even if you do against uh, Kirk Cousins, I think he's good enough to pluck to even if Arizona yeah, comes to that. Too. I think I think it's going to be a deep pass there too. I, I, but here's I, I the know thing: you can you can outscore the Vikings because the defense is so bad. So you're right. I mean, Cousins can go for three fifty, and Jefferson can go nuts, but they can't stop anybody. Uh, so you can, you know, how are they going to stop the Eagles? And you could win the game that way. Um, yeah, I just think it makes too much sense. Yeah, but uh, Chris is right about be careful about the Vikings. You know, who looked good this weekend. Jalen Rager played well for the Vikings. Oh, well. So oh. Be, <laughs> you don't want you don't want Jalen Rager undressing Sidney Brown because that's a not the revenge. Mistake. The revenge. I'm pretty sure Jalen Rager's not even going to make that team because they drafted Jordan Addison. He looked good. He had a good um, week, John. Be careful, John. But just telling yeah. you, I know it's preseason, they have, they but he, KJ, he made a couple KJ nice Osborne. plays. I talked, I talked to Paul Allen, the play-by-play voice of the Vikings, last night and said, yeah, Jalen Rager yeah. looked okay. They're going to have – oh, your favorite, Johnny Mack. Manufactured touches for oh. Jalen Rager this year. It's part of the Viking offense. Be on the lookout. Uh, by the way, I love, I love Paul Allen. Paul Allen is one of the great play-by-play local play-by-play guys in the NFL. If you don't know him, Chris, he is tremendous. But you can tell Paul he's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, just repeating what he said to me last yeah. night. All right, need both you guys. Going- Need both your guys' takes on this, uh, and Johnny, have your PFF grades ready uh, for last night's Eagles game. Uh, Tyler Steen, I give him credit in that they had him taking reps at uh, reps at two different spots, which I don't know that any other player actually did. Certainly not along the offensive line. Uh, they moved him back and forth between a couple of different spots, so I'll give him props for that, but. Nothing special, and I'm not breaking down game film the way the coaches are. So I'm going to say, take my analysis for what it's worth. But didn't wow me. I think I saw him get beat on one particular play that wasn't good. More bad than good. Is that fair? Did either of you guys notice Tyler Steen at either of the two positions he played, good or bad? It's weird because I thought he I thought he played better at guard today in that game because. Minnesota, I was Minnesota ran a lot more blitzes and, and something I expected them to do in the first. I'm sorry, Minnesota. Oh, so I'm getting that. Wrong purpose plot. No, the Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens were the one running that, those weird things because well, they wear the purple late. too. So yeah, that's why I got thrown. I was like, oh man, we're talking that. But I remember saying they ran that delay. They ran that blitz. They were they blitzing the outside guy and then they delayed the linebacker coming in and he got caught. And it's like they're running that already. Like. 
all right, cool, respect. But I thought he played a lot better when he was on inside of the guard spot. But it wasn't nothing like, wow, this guy is going to be a future. Like he's going to be your. You can see like he's in the future right now. He's athletic, yeah, but he's making those rookie. He's making a lot of mistakes early on when it comes to trying to do that. He's at least they're physical mistakes. I'll give him that. Like you see him trying to push him by there. He's just getting the wrong. Like he was getting the wrong read a couple of times, and that's that one. I, I think Falcon could fix that up. I didn't notice any egregious mistakes, but I didn't notice him standing out either. PFF had him fine. He was a green player, so he was, uh, you know, not Dom's uh, orange, but he was green. They, they go color code. <laughs> PFF does color coded too. Yeah, yeah, you're green. You know, it's it's you're acceptable. Let's put it that way. And he was right Ruby on. The cusp. Uh, <laughs> he was right on. But they said he was better as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Definitely agree. Um, so he was okay. He was top 10. He was number 10. And if you take out the guys, you know, Swift, um, who barely played, you know, he was he was no Fred Johnson from their perspective, but uh, uh Fred. He, he was he was okay. Fred played well. He did. Yeah. He, he, he played really well. Um but yeah, I thought he was fine. I, I didn't see anything egregiously bad from Tyler Steen. And, you know, it's tough for a rookie to – he's got to play in Stoutland when we talked to him, him, Chris, pointed that out. Like, he's going to be a backup. He's going to be one of those eight guys. If he is, he's got to play multiple positions. I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. He needs to learn how to get that. He, he needs to learn that. He, we know He's more familiar with tackle, but he needs to get as many reps as possible in that guard spot because if not yeah. – yeah, that's, that's me All right. How right, much Chris. more valuable is today's joint practices uh, than the preseason game? I think you know, the fact that you're going against the Browns as opposed to the, Ra- uh, the Ravens. I got that one right this time. I think I, I like it because I'm excited to see the yeah, edge. A lot of good I'm players, excited. man. A lot of good yeah. players on the Browns. Yeah, they've got Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith now. That's yep. Now, hopefully yeah, yeah. they practice. I don't know who's healthy and who's not. I don't know if you looked at Cleveland's injury situation. I have not yet. Um, no. But if Miles Garrett, because I know he did not. Jordan Mailata was really excited yeah. about meeting Miles <laughs> Garrett. And he was banged up, I believe, at the time. You, I wasn't in Cleveland. You were in Cleveland, weren't you? Yeah, I was in there, yeah. And it, and they, and it, was, it was cool because I think, that helped, I think that meeting he went against last year when he was talking to him, Helped him out a lot because the two of them meet at Matt after practice. They talk a long time, talking about what Garrett, he asked Garrett what he saw when it came to his past sets and how to improve on that. And they were trying, they, they were there for about a good like 10, 15 minutes afterwards. Just sitting there talking to him and Lane Johnson, the three of them. So I thought that was very beneficial. For me, I'm looking forward to seeing Deshaun Watson another year in the system, how he goes against this defense. I think that's going to be a really true test to seeing what, where they are right now. And, we know last year, I know so I know there's five new star nice five new stars gonna be on this defense, but if you look at last year when it came to mobile quarterbacks, they gave the Eagles defense a little issue. So I want to see how they do now this year. Yeah. Well, their own mobile tomorrow. quarterback is giving this defense fits. Both of them <laughs> they can't stop the quarterback run. So you're right. Deshaun doesn't do it as much as uh Jalen, but oh, but but here's the guy to keep the eye on if you're right. Dorian, it stays the yeah. same as it's been. 
Dorian Thompson Robinson, yeah. the Browns have already played yeah. two preseason games because they played the Hall of Fame game against the JETS 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 Jets. So I watched that entire game. <laughs> and he made a couple plays with his legs. He did that when he was at UCLA. Yeah. If that's been an issue for the Eagles in practice, and you got Johnny tells me every day it has been. Be careful because Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to take off and make plays against them today. And and by the way, they also have Josh Dobbs, uh, who's their backup. He can move. And uh, Kellen Mond, even the four stringer, can move. So, yeah, the, all their quarterbacks are mobile. And that's been a big issue for the Eagles. Every time Jalen Hurts runs a quarterback draw, I, I, it's like, Untouched. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like two, five yards downfield before he gets a yeah. guy near him. <laughs> so that was, especially, and you thought you think up the middle sometimes. I, I know some of his design played. I like some of the way it's drawn up too much into that, but some of the ones like it's just like the off tackle ones right up the middle. You're like, where is it? It's almost like the Indianapolis game last year where you're like, yeah, how did he get so open? Yeah. He's good at that. Um, so part of it is just Jalen, but that that will be that's a good point, Chris. That will be an interesting test because the Browns have uh, 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 mobile quarterbacks. Um, now the back, obviously defensively, you brought that up a little bit. Uh, you got to be most concerned about the linebackers and, and the safety situation. I, I think we all know we're kind of locked in with Reed Blankenship, but we got to still see something from N'Kobe Dean and that other linebacker spot, Chris, I thought Nicholas Morrow was the best linebacker on the field for the Eagles. And people probably don't want to hear that against Baltimore because nobody's excited by Nicholas Morrow. But he played the best, didn't he? He surprised me a little bit. Uh, you know, the speed that to get out to the flat and, and get a couple uh, get a tackle for loss. That that was the one that really part. I think he I think he excels in that game and in, in that part of his game getting out to the flats for that speed. And I thought he did a really good job with that. I want to see him when you get those bigger running backs and running down the middle, like say, say, jump, say jump, something like that for you. Those bigger running backs off tackle, like in between tackles, how can he stand up, shed an offensive lineman, and then go in and attack him? I want to see that part of his game, and I want to see how, how he, if he does it well enough to warrant it. I think right now, I think that get, Saturday put him at the, the will spot. I really believe that right now. And then when it comes to uh, Jack, like he was still getting his feet wet. I was shocked that Cunningham was behind Jack to begin with. I thought he just played a little bit better and, and played in space, stuff like that. But Jack's going to have another week in the system. He's going to get his shots to still prove, try to prove he can be the starter next to him. But Morrow's got the inside edge right now. Maybe right, the best running back in football, Nick Chubb coming yep, in. That's Maybe. true. All right, here's He's my one-day hot take sale. John already put his out there. I'll put one out there as well, just for one day, one day only. Uh, not that uh, I, I won't go hot take again, but hot by, take Monday. Let's by, call by, it. <laughs> by this time on Tuesday, it'll be forgotten. Jalen Hurts will be picked in today's practice by Rodney McLeod, who Ooh. knows a little Jalen, maybe picks up on something. Former teammate Schwartz gives him a little insight. Any chance something like that happens? Rodney McLeod gets a big pick in today's all-important dual practice. I think that only happens if it gets deflected. Uh, that's the only way. Only I think deflect. that's the only way I think deflected. That's the only way I think that happens. Because he's been very, very good. Disrespect to Rodney. Hey, no respect. No respect. 
hey, I'm just trying to go and give a hot. I'm not trying to give it a take here. I'm just saying. But I look at the way he. I, I, I think the way Jalen's playing right now he, is what he was. Like, warrants being a top five quarterback. He's taking care of the ball. He's making the right decisions and he's working at deep ball. If anything, if he was, I'd say, I'd say this. Olamide Zacchaeus gets a touchdown, deep touchdown on, on a roll off from Jalen Hurts. I think that may happen. That's my hot take a, a, okay. on a deep pass. That's my hot take on with the first team today. That's my hot take. The, by the way, going back to Olamide, he was one of those guys. I call them deference players, Chris. So Nick explained there were certain guys I thought, wow, as you pointed out with the running backs, I thought, wow, that's a good sign for Kenny. But then he kind of explained his thought process. With the receivers, I'm like, wow, that's a good sign with Quez and Britton. But he said, <laughs> no, they were going to play, but they had hamstring issues, uh, and they were sort of late scratches. But he didn't say anything about Alamade. Alamade didn't play. Why the heck didn't – why is Alamade in the deference category, or is he? You know. I thought that was the time because – that, I thought that was a time he needed to play. I mean, well, I remember he's, like he wants to use he wants to use them because the joint practices and since they're going to be without they may not be without uh Quez and Britain. He was oh, going to be yeah. running with the yeah. ones. There we go. But see, bright guy, yeah. Chris Franklin. God, sure. uh, but I think he needs he needs to string together a couple more plays because right now Quez is the Quez has a space a lot of space in between that wide receiver three, wide receiver four, and I think Alameda needs a couple these joint practices two or three to, to just. Stand, to stand out to make it like say like hey you know what no we got four rolling consistent wide receivers because he can make those big plays he can make you, you see him make catches like wow he does that and then when it comes to uh, uh like a dig or a post or, or a slant or whatever he'll drop it or you'd be fighting or double catching the ball so i, I think for just for him and his game i think he needs to have a, a really big two game nice last one for me for you chris and i thought he played well on saturday will you even see ben van in today or because this is more important, Ben, you need to stand here on the sideline. It's special. You get in during the special stuff. He made a couple plays on Saturday night. Yeah, they they they've been, they like him as uh, as a practice squad guy. They think it almost like it's, to me. He reminds me of like the Christian Ellis type, where they can let, let him be on the practice squad, let him get like work with him a little bit, and see if he can come back next year. But unfortunately, because of the uh, the Achilles injury, Sean Bradley, he's going to see a lot more time. I think yeah. now and. I got to get that in, yeah. At C. Franklin News, I'll I'll end it there with you. Make sure you follow Chris on X, not Twitter, X. uh, At C. Franklin News, NJ.com, does a tremendous job. So everybody was excited by Eli Ricks, understandably so, splash plays. But I thought thought from the start, Guy Gardner has been, you know, pretty consistently ahead of him in practice. You mentioned Sean Bradley's injury. Guy Gardner... Flashed on special teams last night. He had the he had the uh, forced fumble uh, that was recovered by uh, Rick Lobato. Um, he had two tackles, I believe, on special teams. Is that more important than Eli Ricks showing up against the four string quarterback? I think, given what we've seen from the special teams, yeah. I think they're especially going down covering because even the kickoff they gave up a lot of yards early on, and I think that. They they need as many playmakers on that side of the ball as can. I thought the if anything Bradley injury. I had I had a uh, Marl being out. I, th- I didn't think they were gonna keep all three veteran linebackers. I think now you have to you got the spot now because I thought maybe you get rid of one, 
because he didn't want to guarantee, even though it's like a million dollars or whatever, he didn't want to guarantee the contract. So they may have gotten rid of one of those three. But now I think now that just solidifies you got all three. And now you got to rely on players who don't haven't necessarily played special teams in the past. So maybe maybe you go Makai Garner, maybe you go Ricks or somebody like that to fill in for Bradley. But Bradley played more on the interior, like one of those. Uh, yeah, he was a. Uh... Like an L, like L2, L1, yeah. L3, yeah. yeah. So maybe you need a bigger linebacker in order to replace yeah. that. Yeah. Chris Franklin, CM Punk impersonation better than his Rodney Dangerfield. So give credit where credit is due. It's covering time, yeah. <laughs> nice. Chris Franklin, yeah, wrestling guy. It's clobbering time, baby. There you go. Uh, CF, great stuff as always. You know we're going to get you on plenty as the season rolls along. Thanks for doing it, and be careful with yeah. 95 if you didn't learn from Saturday. 95 equals traffic, and it could oh. go into a good practice today, so oh. leave, leave, leave early, Franklin. I might have to leave around 2 o'clock just to make sure I'm there by 4. I know. Point now. I know. Hate that road. <laughs> Hate that road. Chris, <laughs> thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Oh, game. Chris is back. We love it. We uh, will be punching Chris up plenty on Mondays during the season here on Birds. 365. All right, McMahon and McDonald got to come back, put a bow on the show. Stick around. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com.
E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, back and back here on Birds 365. Um, last couple of minutes. And then uh, Johnny Mac's got a prep to go in uh, for Eagles. Yeah, I better leave right after practice. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack up. Get ready to go, Mac. Um, but uh, let's finish on this note. I'll ask John one question and see if his uh, look-see uh, matches up with mine. Because it was fun. Thursday, I was down at Eagle practice, did the show for WIP ahead of time, and then got to hang out with the Eagle beat guys. I make my way over to the field, and sure enough, McMullen's standing right there with Kratz. I said, all right, well, I know where I'll be standing with my boys uh, right in the middle of the field. But I saw Kemsky, and I saw BLG, and I saw... Jeff Knox. So I got to talk to a bunch of guys, but I love just hanging on the field with you guys because the conversation never stops. It's what are you looking at? What do you see? Did you see that? Didn't see that. Who made that play? It's just a lot of fun for a guy like me who doesn't get a chance to do it all that often. What are you zeroing in on? Is there a matchup in this joint practice against the Browns that you want to see? You need to see the Eagles win ones against ones what specifically zeroing in on it, J-Mac? Yeah, I, I, I want to see the Eagles in the middle of the field on defense against uh, what is a pretty talented offense, as we said, with Sean Watson and, and Nick Chubb, David and Joku, good offensive line, Amari Cooper, great route runner. They got they got talent all over the place, and I want to see – I want to see the linebackers, N'Kobe Dean, whether it's Nick Morrow, Christian Ellis, against that first team. And the safeties, uh, Reed Blankenship, uh, Terrell Edmonds will probably start. Um, I I think that's, you know, that's the one concern I have. And then defensively, I look, this is, you know, Lane Johnson makes everybody look ordinary. Um, and Jordan Mailata is turning into a, a superstar himself. And here you go. You got you got Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson against Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. That doesn't get any better than that. Does not get any better than that. Yeah, we didn't match up. That's okay. Um, who was it from the NFL Network who said the Eagles' defensive line is the best overall unit in the National Football League? Uh, Bucky Brooks, Bucky. and he's probably right. He's probably well, right. Then that's what I want to see today, because we didn't get to see a whole bunch of them play on Saturday at the night off deference as john mcmullen references them which i think is very accurate uh and the the stud former bulldogs who played two snaps and four snaps did davis play four or six i uh, know I think, I think he played six carter played two davis might have played six snaps no i need to see a little bit more of them i want to see and it's a nice test because uh you agree cleveland top five offensive line certainly yeah. top 10 yeah the only question I have with Cleveland is center, um, you know, uh, but Wyatt Teller's one of the best guards. Uh, Joel Batonio's a top 10 guard. So they have two great guards. Then I have uh, Jedrick Wills at left tackle, uh, Jack Conklin at right tackle. That's really a good, good offensive, offensive line, line right there. Really good offensive yeah. line. So um, let, let me see the Eagles defensive line. Uh, flex our muscles a little bit today. We are all in agreement. It's going to be very difficult to get 70 sacks again. That number just doesn't happen. But how big a drop-off is it going to be? 
I hope not all that much. And I'd like to see a little pressure on the QB. Make Mr. Watson earn his fully guaranteed contract today. Eagles defensive line against the Browns offensive line, ones versus ones. Yeah, strength versus strength. Same thing is sort of on the other end. What I mentioned with the pass rushers, strength versus strength. Um, and the Eagles offensive tackles. Yeah, this is a good test. And that's another reason why I should have mentioned that before, why. I said these are probably the two most uh, uh, in biggest or most important days of the summer. And you said, what about Indianapolis? They just don't have as much talent as Cleveland. This That's team fair. is talented. This team is talented. And I think people look at that division and say, well, Cincinnati's really good. Baltimore's Baltimore. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Cleveland belongs in the conversation with all those teams. They are talented. And if Deshaun Watson – turns the corner, gets back to what he was in Houston, they will be in the mix with everybody in that in that in that conference. Yeah, the only reason why I put the Colts in the conversation, like you correctly stated, only one joint practice, which means two better than one. Yeah. You're right, Brown's better than Colts, but Colts a week away from the start of the season. As you get closer yeah. to the season, the importance of these practices should raise as well. That's why I would put the Colts on a parallel with the Browns. But uh, you can look at it Either way. All right. Uh, make it safe over to practice tomorrow. Johnny Mac, you and I will be back here to talk about the birds and the Browns. First joint practice of the season. John's putting yeah. this on it for you today. We get an overreaction Monday and overreaction Tuesday. Tuesday. I love it. Be yeah. back here on birds 365 for overreaction Tuesday in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.